What's up, everyone? Welcome to Humble Threads Season 3 Low Key Royale, a bi weekly podcast that feels like a cozy chat with good friends talking about life and sharing relatable stories. I'm David Graves. And I'm Michael Hart. Oh, man, guys, you're getting the humble boys this week. I'm telling you that right now. But we're going to dive into it. Mike, what's been going on in the mind of Mike, man? Absolutely. Welcome, everyone, to season, no, not season, sorry, episode uh, 63. I mean, there, it is a new season, too, so, you know. Just about. Depending on Yeah. You know. uh, but, yeah, episode 63, thanks for being here, gang. Got a lot of stuff to talk about, talk about to you, at you, with you today. Uh, but what's first, let's, yeah, let's talk about what's going on in my mind. Uh, so, out of the gate here, just going to just. Uh, hit it and then we're going to quit it and, and, and move on from it because I'd rather just kind of look forward to the future. Uh, I quit my toxic corporate job. Uh, it was an absolute uh, hellscape and my mental health is far more important than anything else. So yep, uh, walked away from that. Uh, and honestly, just really looking forward to taking a much needed staycation. Uh, thankfully, I, I have uh, some funds put aside so I'm able to kind of stay afloat for a little while. I don't know what my next move is, but I am obviously looking and trying to figure out like where I want to go and what that's going to look like. I actually don't think I would like to stay in the same line of business if possible. Um, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to do something more creative, I, I would jump on it for sure. Um, so for those who've ever seen me, I, I don't know, I'm, we don't really show much of our faces on this podcast, but, uh, you know, if you've been over my, my Instagram at do what's fun, you've noticed in the, uh, for a while, I've had some really, really long hair. Um, and the thing is like, there's only been a few occasions in my life where I've had long hair and all those times I went all the way long and then cut it all the way off. So I've never really understood what it's, what you do or how you like act when you need to get a long haircut, but keep it long haircut. Uh, if that makes any sense. And so obviously, you know, went to Carolyn and it was like, hey, you know, what should I do? How do I do this? Um, like, I want to kind of knock it back to the shoulders. Like, is, do I have to say anything specific or am I just saying take a few inches off and let them do what they do? Um, and so she recommended a salon, which uh, I'm not familiar really going to salons. I usually go to like a barbershop or something like that. And so she recommended a salon uh, near us that um, uh, she's she's obviously been to before and went in. Obviously, it's got a very like, feminine kind of atmosphere in there but it was really like nice it felt really good to be in there um there was everyone in there was super like happy and like very uh, accepting and supportive and just wanted to chat and get to know you which was really nice it's a really fun experience i guess um uh, for someone who's never not really existed in like salons as an actual like, customer um but anyway yeah so shout out that place um but got a nice haircut got my haircut knocked back to my shoulders so it took about five inches off. It feels really good because it's summer summertime around around here and the heat has been really getting to me. Um, but yeah, so it's it's nice to kind of have a high like uh, tucked up like bun and it's not like all over your shoulders or your neck already kind of act, acting like you have like a summer scarf on. Um, but outside of that, you know, obviously I've had a lot of time on my hands. And so I've been yo-yoing a ton um, with my for my sponsor, uh, Turner Return Tops. Uh, and this past weekend, uh, me and Carolyn went out to Valley Forge National Park and I filmed a longer format, like not so much like I film content all the time for yo-yos, but usually it's like these 15, 20 second, 30 second videos on Instagram reels or YouTube shorts. But I really wanted to film something a little bit longer of format. Um, so we went out to a trail in, in uh, Valley Forge and uh, using my GoPro shot some uh, like fun footage of me doing some tricks and then I edited it all together. 
got it up on YouTube. If you want to go see it, hit up Throw Lab on YouTube. Uh, it'll be the uh, turn and return top, like almost like that recycling logo, if you will, uh, right on the front page with like the green background. Just check that out. I would love to hear what you think. But yeah, man, just lots of yo-yos. Uh, looking forward to seeing what's going on in my future. Um, more to come. Obviously, we'll keep you guys updated as uh, anything comes about. But that's about it for what's going on in my mind. Let's uh, check it out with uh, with David. What's going on in the world of Graves? Yeah, guys. Um, I know it's been a while. Like we said, we talked, we touched on, uh, I think, the Midnight Society thing, um, the event or the new snapshot last time you heard from us. So definitely go check that out. We kind of skipped some of the stuff that we were doing prior to that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really think much happened. Um I don't even think it was like a holiday weekend or really anything crazy. But other than that, like this week, um, I've had the house to myself and it's very weird. Uh, Ashley took Caden on vacation. They went to the beach uh, with her family. They tried to get me to go. Um, I'm like, yo, man, we got this wedding coming up one. Um, and then I have my friend's bachelor party this weekend, which, you know, I uh, became the best man. Um, not by choice, kind of just by having to step up and someone needed to take charge and we needed to figure out what we were going to do because um, it seemed like nothing was happening. And, you know, you, you only, I mean, in reality, you know, you get married, you can get married more than once, but really you only get married once. You know what I mean? Once, like for the first time. So I was like, yo, man, let's just get this together. Let's get it done. So I've been running around trying to get that together, but um, I wasn't able to go. Um, would it have been cool to go? I think it would have been cool. It definitely would have been a much needed vacation. Um, and to Mike saying, you know, about his job thing, I feel like I need to take more vacations to myself, uh, whether it be like three day weekends or whatever might be needed. Um, I definitely need it, um, and set myself up for success. Um, me and Mike have been talking about a lot of the job stuff. And like I said, we're not going to harp on it cause we don't want everybody complains about the job every day. It's not why you guys come to this podcast, but just remember that sometimes you do need to take breaks. Sometimes you do need to self-evaluate and, you know, um, stand up for yourself in your, in your workplace, whatever it might be, whether it's a toxic situation or, you know, your team's getting uh, pulled out on, put yourself in the position for success, take down your notes. So that way you're able to defend yourself in certain meetings that are happening, um, about your future at a job. So make sure you do that, man. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, I've been working on some Midnight Society projects. Um, like we said before, Midnight Protocol just came out not too long ago. If you guys want to check that out on YouTube, um, I've been talking to a lot of different people. We've we have UGC mode coming out, which is kind of like a forge mode, which is going to be really cool. And I figured, you know, um, why don't I just put my skills to work again? So we might be making some more uh, short term videos, which will be kind of cool. I keep like sometimes I forget, you know, I game a lot <clears throat> and then I forget I really do enjoy it designing. Um, sometimes I think because I'm a designer at my job, sometimes that kind of robs you of your creative uh, aspirations because you're already doing that. So who knows? Like Mike said, sometimes, you know, if you want to go do something somewhere else, maybe that'll help. So maybe it will. I don't know. But I do want to do more short films, and I'm thinking about doing one with uh, Kevin and Billy, which I'm friends with, and uh, definitely would need Mike's help as well. Uh, I want to push myself. I want to make some stuff because my brother has always said, "Yo, Dave, you'd be a great director. Like if you could be a director or writer." And I'm like, you know, like why not? We got YouTube. We got all these different types of avenues that we can use to put stuff out. So I'm going to be working on that very soon. Keep an eye out. And then I'm also working on some, you know, just steady art that's going to be coming out on uh, Twitter here and there just to keep people interested. And who knows? You never know who's looking. But other than that, man, I'm trying to think. I think that's all that's been happening in my life, to be honest. Uh, just trying to survive a, a lonely man in this big house. Because 
Uh, I do miss the chaos, and I wish they were back home because it's very boring. Um, I've gotten everything done after work. I just sit upstairs, and I'm like, all right, well, I could game. I just cooked dinner. Like, we're done everything at this point in time, so um, I'll be happy when they get back and, you know, we can get our routine back together. But that's all I got, y'all. That is all I got. So we're going we're getting into why you guys came if you haven't paid attention what is today the 27th yes that uh, today is july 27th july 26th will go down in history okay after hey what's up everyone it's mike and david if you haven't heard about anchor by spotify it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. everyone so as you probably saw from the title of this episode we are placing our tinfoil hats on our head because you know what we might as well have tinfoil suits at this point because aliens exist um or so so these uh, uh three whistleblower witnesses um who came forward at a congressional hearing yesterday july 26th uh about UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomenon, otherwise yep. UFOs, um, and aliens in general, like about full disclosure. Yes. They they asked questions that every person has always wanted to ask someone who knows something. Um and absolutely wild. Yeah. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. David, what are your first yeah. thoughts? Guys, um, sorry, I, I was trying to look, Google up a lot of these guys' names. Um, I, I did want to make sure we are covering everything and we're getting their names properly. But um, just the fact that Congress said, hey, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to, you know, take the chance and, and go through with it. It kind of showed a lot for the simple fact that this was trying to be stopped multiple times. They did not want them to have this uh, congressional hearing. Um, they didn't want to have a skiv. Um, they didn't, they didn't want to have anything. Uh, I don't know if Mike's also looking up some stuff, but I'll go through some people's names. We had, of course, the most person, the person who's the most famous person right now, as far as coming out, uh, which is David Grush. Um, and he's the one who originally came out as a whistleblower right now with, with some hearsay, uh, if you will. Um, not saying it's not true. It's not false, whatever it might be, but he was in charge of a UAP, uh, or in that department for the UAP task force. Um, and he had multiple people come up to him and explain to him, uh, their concerns and things that they have witnessed, things that they have seen, uh, things that they have been privy to uh, over the span of, I think he said, two two to three years, maybe four years. Forty people have come up to him and talked to him about it. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's phony. Why would he come up there? But they went under oath. They asked to be under oath. Uh, they did not have to be under oath, but they asked it. They didn't want anybody to think that they are fudging the material, fudging what they were saying. But they did that. Um, and also, like, he put his job and his family and the safety on the line but he mostly said why i did this was because it's my duty i swore into this role to protect and serve and that's what he's doing so we have david grush we have ryan graves who's also a airport air air 
pilot. Jeez. So, you know, he was there's a lot of things with these these guys before I continue. Also, they they are decorated. They have everything medals, um, highest of their class in certain things, uh, flights, whatever it might be. They are decorated and they put a lot of this on the line to say that um, Brian Graves uh, talks about a lot of the pilots seeing a lot of weird things going on. Um, he's in charge of the uh, American for Safe Aerospace. Um, and that's for a lot of the people to come who are pilots come in there, uh, feel safe that they can talk to him and get through some stuff so they can have that conversation because there's not a lot of lines right now where people can go in and have these conversations with uh, anyone. So it is crazy. Um, and then we have one more guy I am searching. So I'm, I'm going to let Mike take over while I'm looking for his name. I can't remember his name, but he's very famous as well. He talks on a lot of, um, uh, podcasts such as why am i forgetting his name he's famous on spotify um yeah i don't know joe joe rogan joe rogan podcast he's been on there numerous of times he's the one who posted the famous tic tac video uh i believe that was back in 2004 so i mean let me look for his name real quick and i'll hop back in but mike what do you think about these three guys man i i i mean credible is one of the first words that came across my mind like they like david said like these were these were all like gold like plated credentials for the for the people talking these are people that have like physics degrees and and military history and and private sector access and all sorts of things that like these are the people that you wanted to have these answers um asked to um you know they the one of the first things they talked about was this tic-tac encounter that you can see the footage of there's a there is a video available for that one um obviously i think the the uh the pilot who was talking about it uh i think his name is dave fravor um i think possibly oh maybe maybe okay so there's two davids maybe that's what it was okay so ryan graves and then we have david grush maybe it was david favor i believe yes i think that's right so and he talks about how they saw this tic tac um and he described it as a giant white propane tank um using no no obvious propel uh, ways of propelling itself no ir um, plumes out the back of it it was seemingly just existing in space yeah and it was able to move faster than their jets it could it could do uh like lateral moves sudden suddenly like move a right angle quickly like just very bizarre arrow uh yeah yeah aerodynamics yeah he, i think uh, just to cut in with, with mike as well he he kind of um put the movements as like if you put a ping pong ball over a uh like a hair dryer and how sporadic it moves left like back and forth no matter you know what what type of air they were in they said they were like thousands maybe millions of feet up in the air where this thing's sitting in like category four winds of like you know a, a tornado and it's not moving so right it's very somehow strange. existing outside of anything around it, which is very bizarre. He said it was able to shoot basically into space altitudes and then right back down and then and then came and came and went. Um, absolutely insane. Uh, he confirmed that we we will not have any of this type of technology for at least the next twenty years, um, right. if not. He's more. being generous. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what I loved about him as well as as like a witness i guess or as a as a whistleblower if you want to call it that is he even said multiple times i'm i'm a skeptic like i don't necessarily believe in aliens or anything like that but what i saw is undeniable 
Um, you know, he said that there were multiple ways that they were picking it up on radar, but then they tried to like lock on onto it and then it like jammed them. Like it stopped them from being able to do so. So they had to like Which flip to another type of uh, way to read it and they were able to get it yeah. on get it there as well he did say though which which obviously is just like the like the what frustrates uh, you sometimes is he said that there was much more video um that they shot but unfortunately a portion of that video has been removed from public access maybe it's the maybe it's the a close-up maybe it's seeing it do a maneuver that's as far as we're aware, physically impossible. Um, yeah, I mean, and to even go further into that, a lot of the things that you know NASA has been saying too is they're looking at space and the ocean. And he said, like, I think he said there was white waters. Um, I might be quoted misquoting him, but underneath it. So he's saying something seemed like it was underneath it because once it left, the water, like, just regular water. So, you know mothership under the ocean and you know maybe it was dropping some type of uh, information down contacting down who knows what it might have been but um a lot of people have been seeing a lot of these uh tic-tac encounters and i think there was another story he talked about on joe rogan um don't quote me on this but uh there was one where they were on a navy vessel and they saw it come from the sky and go into the ocean and not come back up uh so that kind of cooperates with his story as far as you know there was something underneath there and it looked like it was maybe in contact with it he has no idea what it could have been um during these congress hearings there wasn't a lot of there was speculation but there was no guessing um and one thing that he said that was very good was you know if you were to come forward stick with the facts you saw what you saw don't make the fish the fish bigger than what you caught um which was a very some very very good advice so you know he wasn't trying to say i saw a 60 foot uh, ship under the he said something was under the ocean i was not quite sure what it was and who knows uh what it was but once the spaceship left it was gone mm-hmm. but um he's one of the guys i think i i appreciate him a lot because like mike said before he is not a skeptic he was like i don't believe i didn't believe in ufos before this guys and once i saw that you can't explain something when we're up in this air in these big machines that cost billions of dollars and we're struggling to fight these winds and everything and making maneuvers and whatnot. And this thing is not moving and it's mo- moving in very specific ways. And, uh, I think he said it took off at what, like Mach four, it said it would take off so quick mm-hmm. and then come back or whatever it might've been that no human could also survive that type of G force uh, from it moving so fast. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy Absolutely. Stuff, but. Uh, which kind of moves us into the next topic is that, so across the the panel of witnesses, whistleblowers, they there were multiple kind of uh, confirmations that a common craft that is being seen is this light gray cube inside like a clear sphere. And like when I and I'm so I'm thinking about that in my head, like so it's just like a like and they said it's got no windows, they have no uh, like uh, wings, they have no jet propulsions nothing it's just this gray cube uh inside this uh clear sphere and that to me like alone sounds terrifying because it's like it's it like if it was like a metal like classic you know sci-fi like a metal domed like a saucer type uh uap ufo you could be like all right so that's it that like if that isn't that if that is like an extraterrestrial race they have some right. kind of level of engineering 
they are yeah. smart you know clearly they can weld um <laughs> but like something but when it's like when it's a clear sphere with just a gray cube in it like like what like how advanced is that like that like and to say that these things are are seemingly just existing in space with like completely unattached to gravity is so wild and now that we're seeing and they said that they've had like multiple multiple accounts of the same exact thing yeah both east coast west coast midwest all over the world seeing this similar thing which you know like once once twice maybe coincidence but like multiple sightings of the same thing i don't know yeah, I mean, especially that, and I wish they did ask them approximately what size uh, they were. Um, I would imagine it has to be the size of, if not, or half the size of um, our aircraft, which, you know, those things are pretty big in general, so they'd have to be able to see it. But it's like, how big is this thing, um, you know, to, to try and, you know, get some thought on, like, what size the creature, or what, even if it's unmanned, uh, is inside of it. But um, like Mike said, there was multiple reports of, of multiple different things, um, such as, you know, we did, so we, uh, as far as I could tell, I was keeping track of three different type of aircraft that they were talking about. We have the Tic Tac, um, if you don't know what it, like he's, like Mike said, it was like a protein, propane tank, if you don't want to say Tic Tac. Um, also, relatively close to the size of a fighter jet, um, where if they would have hit it, it definitely would have knocked them off course. Also, we have these clear spheres with cubes inside of them that are either black or gray, which I'm going to be honest, that's probably some scary stuff to see up in the air. And um, who knows? Like, that's why I wish they could have got more questions, but they only had a certain amount of minutes. But like, is the cube moving? Is it just sitting right there? And it's touching the edge of like, that's some kind of questions I would love to have and, and ask. But then they also said a football sized red cube which was really crazy. So that was the third thing that they were talking about. Um, and that was probably one of the scariest. Um, yeah, that's like some Destiny, like, like kind of shit. Dude. Like, that's some video game-ass stuff. Like, a, a, like almost like, a, I guess, a mothership. I don't know. But a, a football field size. Like, they said, I think they mentioned a couple times it was 100-sided. I don't know how you would. I don't know how you could even begin to, to count that. Um, but, Dude. like a massive red cube that then disappeared over like like a mountain ridge or something like yeah and and not to even i I might be misquoting it but i sometimes when i get stuff that i'm interested in i try and remember as much as possible but i think the the one of the congress said you know we went to this air base we talked to these guys um and i forget what congressman it was but he also said they were denied access once they were able to get in there and talk to some of the pilots which they weren't allowed to talk to all the pilots um a lot of these ships were going in a v formation um kind of like with our fighter jets or whatever else might be and he saw some photos and he was like i can't even wrap my human brain around something that i was able to see like that um and i think one of those cubed ships was coming near an air base they said it would come over it and then it would go away quickly or whatever it was and it would start coming towards a lot of those uh military personnel that were on the the bases which i'm like so what like if there was a huge 100-foot thing, like a big football-sized field thing coming towards a, a naval base or wherever it might be, that is very scary and definitely uh, raises a lot of alarms where if you don't know how big a football field is, guys, that's very, 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 very big if you've ever stood on one. Um, I know we watch it a lot on TV, but 
that thing could probably take over a base and, and it'd be done. Um, which they even stated before. They were like, you know, could we could we do anything if this thing came down? They're like, no, we'd be dead. Like that thing would come down, do whatever it wants, and leave. Which is also another reason why you know this is a big um, you know uh, not not a hazard, but it's a big concern. You know, if we're not able to uh, discern what's going on or what we're talking about, um, I know it's a lot of thing with like a. a you know, public safety and whatever else is going on um, for for civilians and everything. But certain information is needed. You know yeah. what I mean? But like Mike said, a hundred sided cube. Uh, I don't even know. I would probably pass out trying to fathom that in my brain. No, no, no. Okay. So I actually just pulled the story up. I, I misheard. It, it was a like one of the sides of the cube was a hundred yards. Sorry, not mm. sided. So one of the sides was a hundred yards. So the, okay. the exact quote from Graves from the hearing is, in 2003 time frame, a large group of Boeing contractors were operating near one of the launch facilities in Vandenberg Air Force Base when they observed a very large 100-yard-sided red square approaching the base from the ocean and hover at low altitude over one of the launch facilities. The object remained for about 45 seconds or so before darting off over the mountains. Like, what? So it like floated into space and then zipped away like nothing. Like crazy. You like come on. <laughs> Absolutely insane. And see and that and so that raises a lot more questions for, you know, um are we getting multiple different races or or, or is it all the same race and what's going on with it and I think that's why it's really important for these guys to come out and say, yo, you guys don't know what's going on and we need to talk about it because if it's three different types of races that we're interacting with and we've crash retrieved and got a lot of stuff in reverse engineering it, the government needs to know this stuff because maybe then and once we understand that and you, if, if they would have came out and they were more honest with everything, um, then we'll reverse engineering it. Yeah, we kind of need that stuff um, right. because something like that that can come that close and, I mean, we haven't had any reports of it, like, zapping any type of real big um, places. It just seems like it's doing a lot of recon. Maybe it's just checking to see what we're doing. Um, and who knows? A lot of people always say maybe it's, uh, you know, may- maybe it's who created us. And they're trying to look at certain things. And it's and I feel like a lot of people are afraid it's going to shake a lot of faith. But at the same time, this is information we need to know. Yeah. Um, something that's coming to our bases. And if it comes to our bases and we shoot at it and it's not going to do nothing. That's a big problem for planet Earth and just the human race in general. But man, I mean, um, the fa- like, but so you met you you like you like glazed over some of this really quickly. But so it was so they asked the question. I believe it was to uh, Grouch. Uh, what was his name? The, the the guy in the middle had all. Oh, that, uh, that was uh, that was David. Um, that wasn't great. Uh, no, it, it's funny because they have a David and they have a Graves, which is fo- so funny to me. Yeah, anyway, um, so the, anyway, the guy in the center, he seemed to yeah. know a ton of stuff. Like, David Grush. David yes. Grush. He he's the hearsay guy where he's heard it. He's heard it and he's seen some like he's been told a lot of stuff, stuff apparently. Yeah, um, yeah. And from uh, high ranking officers, right? So he's, he's been like level. privy to information that you know, which is why he's like the main, I guess, one of the main whistleblowers of this whole thing. But yep. he was asked very specifically, "Do we have? Have we recovered non-human built craft?" Right, and he said, "Yes." 
Uh, they also said, can you tell us where those things are or what they look like or who's working on it? And it goes, you know, in a closed environment, I can say that I can't bring that out publicly based on XYZ, right? Um, clearly, he had a lot of, uh, you know, he has a lot of allegations maybe against him or he's NDA'd or something. Um, a lot of it was like he was just trying to be safe and making sure he wasn't giving away too much information that would put him or his family at risk. But so not only have they recovered craft that was that they have deemed non-human made, uh, they are definitively re-engineering it. Um, they yeah. they asked the question to him, you know, have any scientists or engineers working on the crafts, have they been injured in the process? And he said, yes. Uh, you know, and he didn't, he couldn't, you know, detail what that was. He goes, I can't explain it any further. He, I, he, basically, he was giving us yes and no, no answers. Um, but that's wild. You know, we... Also, not to brush over that, no. the fact that he said... Um, there was like, have people been injured by the spacecraft or whatever? He said, yes. Have people been injured by people? Yes. Such as being killed or whatever might have happened. You For know, knowing to stuff. come out and talk. Yeah. And he said, yes. So that is another scary thing. It's not just movie guys. When you know too much and you want to come out about something, they gonna get you. And, and they've even and, and let's let's let, let's let the, set the record straight. Okay. Um, pardon my language, and we don't really curse a lot on this podcast, but. They were shitting on the Pentagon the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. There was not a time where they said anything nice about the Pentagon. So clearly the Congress and Pentagon do not get along at all. And it's probably been going on, they said, for the past five to six years. Yeah. Um, when they were talking about auditing them. <laughs> I don't know what the money is. I don't know if they said thirty trillion or thirty billion. I That's think, un- I think they said about for. eight billion a year. Uh, oh or man, something like that. But like, bro, he and he's like, you know, you can't buy something on eBay without the IRS knocking down your door because you made a couple dollars or you sold something there, right? Like, right. and the guy's like, yeah, so, I know. If I'm a dollar off on my travel expenses or something, they come after me. But the yeah. but that they they can just have eight billion or however many billions just go missing Dude. annually, and it's unaccounted for because it's clearly going to these. Uh, like dark ops, Yo. like off the grid private Yo. sector. It's where it is. It's it's a hundred percent. Like there's there's no way, right? That this dude's like I'm getting chills just thinking. There's about no it. way that's a movie. It's 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 the Men in Black. Let's be real. That's, right. And it, it is what it is. Um, like there's no way that this dude's like, oh yeah. By the way, we a hundred percent have uh recovered crashed uh crafts uh space that were clearly not made from by by humans, and we are re- re- rebuilding them. Well, of yeah. course you are, and you need a you need a bunch of money. You need to you need to probably have like a multiple multiple different like testing labs and things under the ground and probably um, right. mountainsides or something uh, to be able to work on this stuff in closed environments. Because I bet like if it's really that like crazy, it maybe it is radioactive. Maybe it's maybe it's got something I that is that is so. like actually harmful to like the human like experience like. Yeah, you know, you don't know what type of uh, like acidic uh, oils is coming off of these things or whatever else is coming off of these things like that. Um, it's, it's it's like really thunderstorming outside, guys. I can hear it right now. But um, there is one big thing that, you know, there was a big story. Um, and even David Rush has said, like, you know, um, I'll, I'll move it into this next level of conversation where he has said the government um, has been aware of this since the 1930s. There is a really, really, really famous story about a crash in brazil um 
and there was apparently like some type of alien like creature or something leaning on a fence uh, i don't remember specifically what the name of this story was you're more than welcome to google it guys if you will um or if i google it or mike googles it while i'm talking about it but it was in brazil there was a crash the u.s came in and took it but before then uh these little girls saw this alien like creature um and then they were trying to help it i guess some brazilian soldiers came in they were driving with it in the car one of them touched them uh and he died in like three days so who knows what it was but they were trying to help the creature bring it back alive they brought it into a hospital they said the stench in the hospital from this being was so strong they had to like quarantine that whole side of the hospital and it smelled like that for months um because i believe it did uh it was deceased and it, it died at some point in time and they wanted to do an autopsy on it and figure out what made it tick um and of course Big Brother, the government came in and said, hey, you know, we're going to take this off your hands and say nothing. Um, and I believe uh, one of the guys who was sitting in the audience as well, I forget his name. He's a very big UFO activist. He's the one who kind of got in and kind of got that story about it um, and tried to talk to the soldier. But a lot of these guys were threatened, just like David Grush said. They said, if you say anything, we will be coming for you and your family. Um, just like the most recent crash in Las Vegas. They said the cops came and they talked about us. They set up stuff or whatever. And then they left and the cop said, we never came back to your house from the original uh, original call and conversation we had the first night you called us. So, like Mike said, it's it's kind of scary where it's like all that all that extra money could be going to black ops sites and uh, black ops funded organizations such as mercenaries or whatever it might be who they're hiring to take care of these situations. So that way it doesn't get out. Um, but man, us 1930s, y'all. Mike, you are muted if, if you yep. yeah thank you <laughs> um but i mean like roswell was i think 47 like 1947 around then yes so like yes. clearly well before then they knew they knew about this and they've known they, they've like imagine like i know they've i've heard jokes that like our like wi-fi technology was like alien re-engineered stuff so like if they've known about aliens and have likely had alien tech since the 1930s, it it really just makes you understand like where we might have gotten the technology to build like nuclear bombs. Like maybe yep. it's you know maybe it's the reason we do have Wi-Fi. Maybe it's cell the, phones, cell phones, the internet, radio, any I don't know, like anything. Like maybe that's. Like a lot of like our major developments in technology, what if it's just future tech that we are now utilizing for ourselves because we've had this access for this long? And the fact that there's been multiple recoveries of uh, UAPs since, it's it's I can only imagine what it's like. What's a day in the life of a scientist who's working on one of these ships? Like, oh my god. Or a corporation such as like, you know, not to call people out, but like, yeah, think about it. You're getting all that extra money and, and it's unaccounted for. You could pay a big businessman like Elon Musk and say, yo, we have this tech and we don't understand it. We need you to come in. Like I said, this is some movie stuff. We need you to come in and look at this and see if you can reverse engineer anything that you are seeing. Like Mike said, you know, Wi-Fi, the cell phone. Not too long ago, we were on horse and buggy, y'all. Not too long ago. It really wasn't that long ago. So the fact that everything has jumped to this most recently and we've gotten all this stuff such as, you know, self-driving cars, AI, 
um, whatever it might be, a lot of liquid metals um, that can still exist. We have a lot of liquid metal that's, I believe, that's in our iPhone. Um, and a lot of these computer chips and a lot of things that are running so fast. And we're like, how did we get here? You know, um, it just puts in 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 kind of like perspective where it's like, uh, if, if you will, I'll, I'll put a timeline for you guys kind of like, all right, Pentagon gets money, money unaccounted for. They put that money into a black ops site. A big businessman comes in, takes that technology. They put it out through them into the public and make it seem like something normal so that's just like laundering you know dirty technology that no one's ever seen uh which makes the most sense on how to get technology to the public like it's crazy absolutely nuts you know so obviously and the follow-up question when he was asked if we've ever recovered uh crafts was you know have we ever recovered bodies are there bodies where are these bodies what do these bodies look like and what was really interesting was anytime any of the question askers asked about like aliens specifically, um, the panel would, would kind of remind them like, you know, we're not talking aliens. We, we, I, we prefer to, you know, refer to them as non-human um, because he, they said they don't want to rule out any, any possibilities, which to me, I think was the most perplexing and intriguing statement. Uh, I mean, the next, part is is massive but to say that like you know we aren't so sure that these entities are from space they said interdimensional bro they the guy was like i'm aware of this this uh theory of this holographic reality and he was like you know you walk outside and the sun casts a shadow behind you that shadow is a hologram of that your body is creating And, and like in a way that's he he tried to explain basically multi-dimensional holographic universe stuff very briefly, um, but uh, absolutely insane. So like he he could be implying right that maybe there is a thing about this interdimensional travel, like maybe Interstellar got it right. Like I don't know. Like maybe there's this way to kind of exist between layers or something right, and these right. en- and whatever these entities are maybe they exist between or from they've discovered a way to break into our dimensional plane and i guess do reconnaissance i don't really know like right right like that it gets that's so yeah. wild that, that, that every time he was like not aliens non-humans because you know it gets wonky, especially when you get into that. And I was talking to our uh, friends yesterday, uh, Jamie and Billy, and, you know, Jamie was saying, what if it's future humans? But um, then you're getting into time travel and time travel is a hard concept to grasp because, you know, everyone always says, like, I would like to go back and change this. Like nothing in our day to day life has changed as far as like, you know, Abraham Lincoln is still dead. He got assassinated. You know what I mean? So it's hard to do with that. And I was telling them, you need to think more of interdimensional travel, like they're here, but we just can't see them. Um, and maybe they've developed technology where they can go through an, the 2D plane to the 3D plane, which is a big theory that, like Mike said, has been going and happening. And what's the biggest way to kind of do that? Who knows? A lot of this stuff they've been talking about kind of deals near oceans. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, they're going to a, a, in a 2D dimension that's literally just water. Maybe in their dimension that's still here is just water. Um, and you know, maybe that's something that helps them travel. Um, water is a crazy force. Water moves very, very fast. Um, so you never know what it might be, especially with what they're talking about. But just like Mike said, they want to leave everything open to the skepticism of what it might be. 
um, because maybe also space in a certain part of the space, it's 2D up there as well. So there's a lot of things they want to leave open because you just don't want to be, hey, it's a little uh, a gray alien from, you know, like an alien gray, which a lot of people refer to a lot of things as. But yeah, I mean, one thing to think about, like if we're kind of walk down the dimension hole for just a second here, is that mm-hmm. like there's no need to believe that dimensions are side by side. Right. Right. Like that's true. Also. They could just all be layered on top of each other. Right. Um, and it's maybe there's a non-human entity that has discovered a way to kind of phase in between the different like layers of overlapped reality. And maybe you're right. Maybe they maybe they've learned that air has a lot of water in it. And maybe maybe they're able to utilize some future tech to experience air in the same way like a submersible experiences water, like seemingly existing, floating in space, yep. right? Yep. Uh, maybe they've found a way to be like endlessly buoyant in air um, yep. and have some level of propulsion, which seems imp- impossible if they have no way to like, you know, there's nothing obvious moving these things. But... Out of these, you know, not so. It's not so. That's crazy. If they're even considering that these could be interdimensional entities, not just right. from space, but right. the the final the final question that like everyone was you know waiting to be to be asked was, you know, yes, we've recovered these crafts. Have we recovered bodies? Where are the bodies? And the guy said, "Yes, Grush, yep. we have recovered." He called it non-human biological specimen, um, which, I mean, I get it. He was being very vague on purpose, but biological, right? So, like, we're biological. Uh, biological, but also that could be, like, plant growth. Like, it doesn't right. have to necessarily be, like, skin and bone right. flesh. Biological could be anything. Or just some so, type of organism. Something that's that, living, you know. right? It could be a, yeah, it could yeah. be bacteria for a, for a Yeah, book. exactly. Yeah. But he did say that uh, they had non-human biological specimens were pulled from the, the wreckages, which <sighs> that is, that's pretty wild to me to, to kind of confirm aliens 100% exist. Even if, like, because yeah. I think aliens, like, if I saw a space moss, that's an alien. Uh, right you know what i mean which they've talked about yeah which they've said like on different i think what is it one of the planets they're trying to go there in 2027 and it's the only other planet that has water on its surface i can't remember it's not mars um i think it's some, one of the moons or something like that titan they were trying to go uh, i think it was titan i think they were saying there's water on the surface of titan and they're trying to send a probe out there or something by 2027 um something like that i think i saw it on uh, instagram but like Mike said, it, it, it is crazy enough, too, where the Congress, a lot of people try and think um, just because you're interdimensional traveling and whatever else like that, they're like, so why do you think they crashed in if they're so smart? And he said, you know, there's always system failure and any type of thing. There's always system failure. Um, you never know what it might be. Maybe one day it's so hot. Like Mike said, let's just throw a theory out there. It's so hot. There's no water in the air. Something some tank doesn't work or whatever. Bang hits them. We always have something in, with weather. Lightning could hit it. You never know what it could be. And there's always something that's going to happen. Um, and then, you know, that's how we crash and retrieve them. But the fact that he said that was very interesting. And, you know. The biggest thing to take from this, if anyone's like, I don't really understand aliens and I don't really care. They've been here. So why are we talking about this? What you should care about is the fact that Congress is recognizing it. One, people are getting injured over these things, too. 
via alien or uh, extra dimensional or whatever it might be being or humans as well as an organization that is not on the books. That's scary and that's not good because it's not regulated by the U.S. And that puts a lot of questions for trust with us in our government. Two um, and three, this is opening the floodgates. It's not going to we're not just going to say, hey, y'all aliens, you know, 80 percent. You know, 80% from what we talked. No, like it's going to continue to come out as this whistleblower trial continues to go, as well as this, this bill that was passed for that. And once it gets streamlined a lot more, more people are going to come out. More things are going to come out. Am I telling you you're going to see an alien in your face tomorrow? No, but they're probably going to release certain informations that have to deal with it because the public is going to agree with it enough that something is coming and it's out there. It hasn't hurt us, but it has been out there. And I think that is okay enough for us to understand and to be said to us. I don't really need to hear, yo, man, they got weapons of mass. I don't need to hear that. Like, I think if they just came out and said, once we get all the information and the facts, aliens have come here, they have crash landed, and we have recovered them. This is what the ship looks like, and this is what they look like. We don't know. They're not here anymore. Like, I, I would be cool with someone saying that. Like, they just come and go. We don't really know what's going on. We haven't had contact with them. They could lie to me about that all day. But as long as we have the images, the facts, and it's stated facts, and we got it, then I'm good. Because that opens the door for that. And that opens the door for a lot of this cryptid stuff that we've been seeing as well. Bigfoot, lights with Bigfoot, like, whatever it might be, it definitely helps out with it. Absolutely. I mean, like, me and David, like, like uh, not, like, joking, but, like, we, we play D&D, right? So we... In D&D, there are multiple planes of existence that are seemingly always yep. overlapping each other all at once. And you have to use like portals and whatnot in the game to traverse to those different realms or like the Feywild, if you will. Um, exactly. Or the, yeah, the Shadowfell, etc. Um, Whatever it might be. Yeah, so I mean like this idea that, you know, I, I have heard the 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 possibility like maybe they're just future us coming back to visit or something and it's like you know if that's true then you know they have evolved so far as a as a human race that they that we no longer recognize their dna as human so i don't think it's impossible but i think that even if there was like a millennia forward of the human race we'd probably still still be able to genetically tie something Right, so, like we match with bananas, like what, like ninety percent of it <laughs> DNA is like our DNA, like what? Right, so uh, there would be something, uh, but the fact that they're saying it's non non-human is interesting. But then again, Listen, like, you know, when we use the D and D reference, like in D and D, there are just like many races that just live mm-hmm. and cohabit, right? The elves versus the orcs versus the humans versus the half elves versus the tieflings etc um, exactly so like what if like like what if they're yeah maybe they have always been here maybe they have always been visiting where where visiting from not sure is it under the water is it just exist like popping into space suddenly because they've been able to traverse some dimensional gap right insane um I yeah, I mean, David's right. This is not going to be the the last we'll hear of this. It, it is not. He has said, uh, David Grush has said, I have a lot of credible witnesses that have witnessed it firsthand that would love to come forward, but they're at fear for their life. What's going on with uh, him? And he said, like him and his wife, 
let it let it be known him and his wife have seen a lot of horrific things that they said like that has been happening um so it needs to be streamlined more these these organizations either need to be uh, shut down or figured out and, and defund whatever needs to happen so that way these people can come forward and speak their mind freely which will help out a lot more um and the biggest i forget what the one uh, congressman's name is but he's even said it you know if we come out and say this and everything else like that the pentagon probably doesn't want this to be found out or said about because it's going to put them out of business pentagon's biggest thing is war like war that's going to take them out of business you know what i mean it's gonna and, and who knows it might put a lot of different things out of business as far as whatever their propulsion system is or something we, you could heat a house cool a house there's a whole bunch of different th- cars like you never know what it could what could happen with this stuff and i think that's the reason why he said like you know they're keeping a lot of this stuff under wraps on black ops sites or you know um definitely you know under under wraps here but i don't know i mean the biggest two questions if we had to get if i had to give y'all biggest two questions here is would you rather them be aliens from outer space would you be happier with that or would you be happier with the fact that they are interdimensional beings like my, me and mike have been talking about because they've left it open for debate and that's the two biggest sides that we're going with right now there's probably other ones but what do you think mike uh, to me there's a like every time you hear people argue if there's aliens or not they always talk about how we don't we're not close enough to another star system with a habit, inhabitable planet it would be mathematically impossible for someone to traverse that time to be able to get to us because by the time they'd get to us it would be millions of thousands of years later for you know where they came from kind of like what happened in the movie interstellar um and so to me although it doesn't make sense a hundred percent it makes more sense that there could be an entity that's non-human that's been able to traverse dimensionally like kind of like as if there maybe there is a multiverse right maybe marvel got it right um maybe there really is just uh, multiple multiple timelines of dimensions happening all at once and there's an entity out there that has learned to use a machine of some kind a craft of some kind that clearly can be recovered so it's not like a hologram it's something that had physical matter to it Uh, they've learned to use this craft to traverse those dimensional barriers so to me that makes a little more sense than the fact that they just came from elsewhere unless our moon is is a is some kind of like interstellar <laughs> moon base or something like yeah. they would need to have like they would need like if, if they come from outer space they need a way of existing in space without us being able to see them easily maybe it's the moon i don't know um, that's a whole nother rabbit hole that, that uh, we don't that's a whole to other touch. One. touch I'll, but, uh, I'm going to just give my two but yeah, I think so Mike, I think Mike, dimensional is, is, is right. where I think they're from. So Mike's, Mike's going dimensional, and I, I would say I would hope they are aliens from outer space. Only for the simple fact that, um, you know, I'm not saying this could also happen with the interdimensional thing as well, but as far as resources, um, places maybe we could go. Uh, you know, we've always been trying to venture out and seeing there's different planets and what's going on, different things to colonize. Um, and the best reference for that is like the MCU. Uh, you know, we, the, the, you know, it was just humans and superheroes for a little bit. And then it was like, bang, they had that portal where it was like, you could travel through light speed. They figured that out. Light speed. We were able to travel to different universes as far as that goes. Um, 
And who knows, opens up the other door to uh, different species that we could meet. Um, You know, there's always this big theory that there's an intergalactic uh, council and they view us as not on par with them just yet. So that's why we're not welcome or whatever it might be. But I think the space thing would be very cool only for the simple fact that, like I said, we can go different places. Uh, Maybe we can go visit somewhere else or scientists can grab different different things. And also we could grab stuff that could either heal the earth, improve us or figure things out that's been going on right now. Also, end wars, because at this point, it's like we're warring with whoever. And it's like, what's the point anymore? Because there's so many other things that are out there right now. Y'all are doing the dumbest arguments right now about stuff that doesn't matter. We have something that's coming from another planet and coming to us. Like, that's something that we need to try and figure out and do better with. So I I would hope they are from outer space. Uh, The dimensional thing would break my mind because that's a whole new science that we would have to learn and understand. Um, so that's what I'm going with y'all. I'm hoping it's aliens from outer space, outer (laughs) space. See, I'm not saying I'm hoping they're dimensional. I just think that it's like more likely that they could be. Um, I also kind of hope they're from outer space to some degree. I agree with both, but I'm just saying like, you know, that's what (laughs) I would uh, be more, more comfortable with and privy to. All right. Let's hit y'all with the, uh, the recap and we'll get you on, on your way. Uh, today we talked a little bit about ourselves. Uh, I quit my toxic job, you know, really looking forward to trying to figure out what my next move is, but I'm taking some me time, some time to heal my mental health. Um, you know, I got my haircut, went to a salon. Uh, that's a relatively new experience for me, but honestly, great time. Would recommend. Uh, I've been doing, I've, I filmed a longer format yo-yo video over on the YouTube channel, Throw Lab. Go check it out. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, David's been home alone. Um, uh Fiance and child have been away. I think they've down, been down the shore, uh, getting, uh, yeah. getting some time in at the beach. Uh, David's been working on some Midnight Society projects. He put out a, a video called Protocol. Uh, go check it out on King Graves Gaming on YouTube. Uh, it's honestly, I was super impressed. I I, uh, I know I know a little bit about how he made it, but like uh, he's been t- talking to me in, in, over the months and things like that. But he crushed it. I was thoroughly impressed. Um, I'm looking forward Thank to seeing you, what else David does from a video perspective. I think he's definitely got a future there. Um, and of course, uh, you know, we, you know, just we just talked, we just chatted a little, little light work talk. You know, we just wanted to uh, uh, remind everybody that you know your mental health is is super important, and uh, make sure you take your time, take your PTO. Don't don't forget that you have it. You have legally, you're legally able to do that. Um, obviously we hit the break and then we came right back at you with the UFO UAP congressional hearing disclosure meeting with three witnesses, whistleblowers, if you want to call them that. I kind of don't like the word whistleblower. I, I like witness, you know, I like, um, I, like I feel like whistleblower is kind of like got a, a, like a negative term, like kind of like a, like a, like a tattletale. Um, when they're just out here, um, given the truth of what they experienced, but we, we, ex- they, t- they walked us through the Tic Tac encounter, this propane tank flying through the air, doing things that seemingly are impossible. This multiple reports of these crafts that look like these cubes inside of clear spheres that have no obvious way of propelling themselves, seemingly just existing in space. Uh, the government or sorry, they, there's also an encounter of a football sized cube or sorry football field size like a hundred yard side cube almost maybe mothership that like existed over some military base absolutely wild uh they confirmed that they've not only received they've recovered uh spaceships or crafts they wouldn't necessarily determine it was from space um and that people are actively re-engineering them 
And they've also uh, disclosed that they have recovered non-human biological specimens from these crash sites as well. Uh, and that the government has known about this stuff since the 1930s. Again, we, we hit so much in this episode. Uh, obviously, we probably missed some of it. It was a long hearing. We watched it all ourselves, though. If you haven't gone to see it, I know they, they streamed it. It's recorded on YouTube. You can definitely go watch it. Uh, I'm sure we will hear more about this. But hey, sound off in the comments wherever you see this posted. We'd love to hear your opinions. Maybe answer that question for us. Do you think they are interdimensional beings or are they from space? Uh, we both had different uh, takes on whether or not uh, which one we liked better, but uh, we seem to agree overall. Uh, but that'll do it for us today. Episode 63, David, let the good people know. We would love them to do. Yeah, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a rating on your podcast platform of your choice and consider sharing it with a friend, especially this one, man, because uh, listen, alien jaw. And I'm tying in Bigfoot. I'm just letting you know. It really helps the podcast reach new listeners. Absolutely. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at humblethreads.network. Uh, we're also available on YouTube. We have some stuff up there. We're always, we're, we've definitely been considering putting some more stuff up there. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll eventually do a video episode and you guys can see our pretty faces during the uh, podcast itself. But anyway, be sure to check us out on any podcast platform of your choice. Maybe you're listening to this on Apple Music, but you're like, you know what? I, I actually would have preferred to listen to it over on Spotify. Well, guess what? We're there. We're also on Pandora. Literally anywhere you can get a podcast, you can find us thanks to uh, Sp uh, Spotify podcasts here that, that are uh, hosting this for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But as always, gang, it's hot out there. So, so stay, stay cool if you can. Uh, have a good time. Be safe and stay humble.